You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Greetings, everyone. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily, episode 1519. Welcome to our monthly horse trailer series, brought to you by Double D Trailers. Find them online at doubledtrailers.com. That's double, the letter D, trailers.com. Glenn here, founder of the Horse Radio Network and host of Horses in the Morning. One of the top requested segments we have gotten from listeners is about trailers and trailer safety. Brad Heath is here from Double D Trailers, and he is with us for a five-part series on trailers. Brad is the owner of Double D Trailers with over 25 years' experience in the horse trailer manufacturing and equestrian industry. I know that you've been enjoying this series. I've heard from a lot of you. If you missed the first three parts, you can find them at horseradionetwork.com slash trailer. That's horseradionetwork.com slash trailer. Today in part four, we are talking about tires, axles, and suspension. So, Brad, let's start with explaining what tires should be on a trailer. You know, the plies and all that stuff. What should be on a horse trailer? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us, Glenn. Uh, Good to talk to you guys again. So with us, it's all about the weight that's being carried on the tires and wheels and axles. Um, our push is, and my belief always has been to properly match the suspension to the load being carried. Meaning if there's 4,000 pounds of weight on the suspension system, which includes the the wheels, axles, and tires, uh, we really don't need an eight or 10,000 pound capacity suspension because it, it ends up, uh, being a negative ride if it's too stiff, and can transfer you know, too much shock and vibration back to uh, horses' feet and legs. I actually had a client years ago that a small two-horse gooseneck, and he just insisted, insisted that he had 12,000-pound suspension with 16-inch, 10-plied tires. He'd had so many tire failures over the years. And I said, man, it's going to pull like a tank. It's going to ride rough. There's no way. Um so anyway, he insisted, uh, he, we built it, he paid for it. He was gone for about a half an hour. And then he came back and said, I can't pull this thing. It's, it's bouncing <laughs> all over the place. So since then, uh, you know, when it comes to suspension, uh, you know, clients have some ideas occasionally, but um, I, I always defer to what we know works. And as far as the number of plies, you know, it depends on the capacity. So like an A-ply tire, you're typically going to see that in a D rating. Um, and, you know, if you look on the sidewall of the tire, it will tell you how many pounds that tire will hold. So if like if it's a, a C-rated tire, which holds 2,000 pounds per tire in a round number, and you have four tires, the tires are capable of carrying, you know, 8,000 pounds. Um, and then as the tire increases, you go from, a, you know, an eight ply to a 10 ply right on up to, I think, a 12 or 14 on some of the, uh, the larger ones. Now, I, we've all seen the horse trailers with car tires on them. Um, do you recommend trailer tires specifically? Yeah, we always what, have What's purchased. the difference? What's the difference? Yeah, the, the LT for light truck uh, versus the ST, like a tire size is an ST23580 R16. The ST simply means special trailer. Okay. And when you're hauling a top heavy load, like an RV or a horse trailer that's loaded, 
and you're going around curves and different things, you need that stiffer sidewall to be able to handle the top heaviness. And that's really where the the trailer tire comes into play. It just has that stiffer sidewall suspension than what uh, the LT does. So look for an ST for sure. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then your plies, again, are going to depend on weight. that's right. Most D-rated tires are eight ply, which is a 15 inch size. Most 16 inch tires are going to be an E-rated, um, you know, which would be a 10 ply. And then you can jump up to a G-rated as well, which would be a higher ply. I don't know if you want to get into brands. Is there a brand that you personally like the best? Well, you know, for many years, we purchased our tires from Carlisle Tire and Wheel yeah, out of my, Villarica. My uh, stepfather Villarica. worked there, actually. Yeah, yeah, Villarica, Georgia. And uh, those guys, you know, I mean, they were, they were good on warranties. They were good to work with. But, man, it was like, it just seemed like every week I had somebody calling on a fairly new trailer or one within a couple of years, like having blowouts. So, um, we saw more failures than what I care to have seen working with those guys for the last several years. We've purchased majority of tires and wheels, uh, from Treadit is the name of the supplier. And I believe the brand of tire itself is Tomax. Yeah. I've seen those. Yep. Yeah, they're one of the few manufacturers that I've found that has a five-year warranty on their tires. Most of them are only like two years. And we've had really good service out of Tomax. I have, I mean, you're just going to have a failure sometimes, but they have been few and far between. They really have. So now you you got the right tire. What's, what are the top tips for maintaining tires on a horse trailer? I think the biggest thing that I've seen that leads to a blowout or a premature failure, um, you know, other than hitting the sidewall when you're making a sharp turn on a curb or something like that and causing damage would either be overinflation or underinflation uh, on the tire pressure. And what happens is if you're running a tire that's underinflated, the heat buildup will be more than what it should be. And it, it will just weaken that rubber compound. So you may run it under inflated the first time and then, you know, you air it back up the second time and think, oh, I got it. It didn't blow out. But, you know, I, I think in my mind that it's already weakened that tire some. So it's just very important in maintaining tires. Keep the pressures where they're supposed to be. Um, I don't know why horse trailer tires, the tires tend to lose air. You know, I rarely check the air on my automobile, but when I'm hauling my boat or a trailer or whatever, you, you just always have to, to check the air in them. It seems like they'll lose some sometimes. Okay. So um, now I know on Facebook, when they, especially the RVers and even in the horse, horse trailer community, uh, air pressure is always a contentious issue because you have the guys that say, fill it right up to the recommended cold, you know, fill it right up to 80, right? Um, or right. whatever it says. And then you have the others that say, no, you should always run a 10 under. This has been the debate forever with tires. It has. We air, uh, air, A-I-R, we air up the tires to the pressure that's written right on the sidewall. So if it says a KPSI 
uh, 60 pound cold. We're going to fill it up to 60 okay, pound. That's cold. good to know. All yeah. right. Good. Yeah. All right. Um, what are the, uh, so again, the other thing that hap- tends to happen is we all think about tires wearing out with mileage, right? Cause that's what we think about with our cars. Um, but I, we've tend to fa- find that the horse trailer tires and camper tires and RV tires will tend to wear out from dry rot before they're ever going to wear out from use. Yeah, that's right. We rarely see tires age out or excuse me, wear out. They typically just age out from elements being in use, you know, sitting around in extreme heat, extreme cold. I mean, it's a rubber compound, so it's not going to last forever. And majority of the tire manufacturers, I think even automobile manufacturers recommend changing tires every six years. Uh, with the thinking, if you go longer than that, you're sort of driving on borrowed time, even, you know, if you ha- don't have many miles on them. And the same way with horse trailers, uh, I've always recommended to clients, if you change your tires in the four to five year range, um, you, we typically just don't see the failures and the blowouts. But we have a lot of folks that just keep running the things until, you know, until you get a blowout and then it screws the fender up and maybe a bearing. I mean, it just makes a mess. So uh, much better to just change them periodically and be done with it. We always say helmets need replaced every five years. Do your tires at the same time? So there you go. Cause helmets only, like only last five years too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what about bearings? Actually our trailers in right now getting some work done. And one of the yeah. things is packing the bearings and checking the bearings. Yeah. So Dexter, um, Dexter Axel, their largest manufacturing company in the world when it comes to RVs, horse trailers, uh, recreational vehicle industry. And they recommend once per year, every 12 months or 12,000 miles, uh, repack the uh, repack the bearing. So just change the grease out, uh, take it to a tire shop or a trailer repair shop. They'll pull the wheel, pull the bearing, repack, put it back in there. We're going to end talking about axles and suspension and things like that. What are the different types of axles? And that's changed over the years since I became a horse husband too. It has. You know, when we started manufacturing back in 97, uh, we used Dexter Axle then, and it was always a leaf spring yep. suspension. It was always leaf spring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, they. I think, I'm not sure what year Dexter came out with the rubber Torflex is sort of their spin on it. But we stayed with the leaf spring um, for many years. It was very durable. And, you know, I always told folks, I'm like, well, if you look at your car, it has leaf springs on it, too. So um, it, it, it seemed to work well. It seemed to ride fine. And you but could look at them and tell when there was a problem. You can. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, in recent years, particularly the last, mm, I guess, maybe 12 years, 10 to 12 years for us, we did move over to the Dexter rubber Torflex suspension. Um, and have done some testing with that. And it, and it does seem to be a smoother ride than what that leaf spring suspension is. So uh, I'm an advocate of, uh, of the Dexter rubber suspension. They offer air ride, I think, in you know, my 26, seven years, however long I've been doing this now. Um, maybe we've done two air ride suspensions. And for the cost of that, I mean, I just didn't see that it was justifiable and worthwhile to do it because what we're using works fantastic. So in my opinion, there's just not a a need to have that extra upkeep something 
else that can break when it's not needed. So what do you look for with the um, with the new suspension systems? What are you looking for as far as wear and tear, or how can you tell if there's going to be a problem? Yeah, you know, Dexter's made some progress in recent years on being able to change certain components on the axle without just having to scrap the whole thing. Um, one of the improvements that they've made is a never adjust braking system you know, on, the, on the older axles. You would have to take it into the shop every year. And then as the, the brake shoe or the lining itself wore, the mechanic would have to tighten the spring up and then you run it another year and they get loose. And so you just had to constantly do it throughout the life of the brake until the shoe wore out and it started scrubbing metal on metal. Now Dexter figured out, Hey, with these never adjust brakes, they adjust themselves throughout the life of the brake. So when it wears out, it's our, you know, it's done. Um, and then another improvement that they've made just in recent years, uh, I'm not even sure how long ago is you can change out uh, just the, the end of the axle, so to speak, where the rubber Torflex comes out down to the hub. So that's been an improvement as well. So any final thoughts on tires or suspension? Um, I don't think so. Just if someone is ordering a custom trailer, you know, don't go overboard with the tires and the suspension. Um, you know, if you're, if it's a 7,000 pound axle or excuse me, a 3,500 pound axle times two gives you the seven. And that's what's on most two horse bumper pull trailers. And even like a small two horse gooseneck, you'll see that size uh, axle. So unless the size of the horse is much greater and you're having to make the trailer taller and wider and longer and, you know, those type things, um, there's just not a benefit in going heavier. So always try to get the suspension matched properly to the load being carry. That's going to provide the best ride for you. Very good. Where can they learn more about Double D Trailers? Yeah, jump on our website, doubledtrailers.com. And, uh, you know, we have our own podcast, the Double D Trailers podcast. So uh, the links for that are on our website as well. And if you were going to hear the first three parts, you can find them again at horseradionetwork.com slash trailer, doubledtrailers.com. Well, there you have it. Horse Radio Network has thousands of engaging podcasts for horse people, and you can have them sent right to your phone. Just subscribe via your favorite podcast player. This is Coach Jen, and I will be back again soon with another tip. Until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show. <laughs>